overwhelming theme in our society that comparison is evil. It is not. You're telling me I should compare. Yes. And I'm sitting here trying not to. Yep. Comparison is good when done properly. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just finances. My name is producer Daniel, and I'm joined today by Grant Badma. You are. I am here. Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about how comparison can actually help you build wealth. Yeah, I think comparison, when done correctly, is really, really good. You're saying it's a powerful tool. Absolutely. Instead of a trap. Yep. And uh, and I think it's one of the um, least utilized tools in our society, hmm. we what need do you mean? to compare more. People compare all the time. Yes. I compare all the time, and it it feels bad yes. most of the time. Okay, so what type of comparison do you do? Uh, I, I look at, you know, here's one. This is real vulnerable. Do it. Um, when I drop my daughter off at preschool, mm-hmm. uh, she goes to a fairly nice preschool, mm-hmm. and I see all the cars that the other parents are getting in and out mm-hmm. of, and I'm like... They're roughly the same age as me, mm-hmm. you know? Why Why do they get to have such a nice car yeah. and, and mine's not as nice? Now, granted, my current car is nicer than my, my last car was just a few weeks ago. Yes. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. I'm moving up in cars. Yeah. But it still feels like, oh, man, why am I not where they are? Right. That's one that, that it trips me up a lot. And I try, obviously, like I know it's not a healthy mindset. Yep. So I'm trying to, to not do it. But you're telling me I should compare. Yes. And I'm sitting here trying not to. Yep. Yeah. And your vulnerability in that story is the perfect setup for this podcast and is extremely well done because all of our listeners have heard before, stop comparing your life to someone else's on Instagram. Right. Stop comparing your life to someone else's, you know, we all know that. Mm-hmm. We, we know that you shouldn't be comparing your car to someone else's car. That's not helpful. Right. Right? That is all true. And I don't want to do a podcast on, hey, stop comparing <laughs> your life to someone else's highlights on social media. Right. Like we, we know that. We've heard that. We agree with that. Yes, it's going to be a continuous battle for the rest of our life. There's nothing, Daniel, that you're going to be able to do that's going to make you stop forever and ever, amen, comparing your car to someone else's (laughs) car. There are things that you can do in your life to make that comparison happen less often. There are things that you can do in your life to set up uh, triggers and reflexes so that when that comparison happens, you do the right thing in response to it. Like, say, going to God and praying about it. Now you use this comparison as a way to grow your relationship with the Lord, right? Yeah. There are a ton of different things that you can do to make things healthier. But the unfortunate truth about this world is that the comparison you shared isn't going to go away yeah. until you're not on this world anymore. You know? Or unless I have the nicest car. <laughs> There's no such thing as the nicest car, believe it or not. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos also compare. Um so so what what are we saying then when when the title of this podcast is about you know comparison helping you build wealth when I come out and say at the beginning that comparison is an underutilized tool yeah what I'm talking about is the right type of comparison mm. the right type of comparison now let's talk about the wrong type of comparison We've, we've already talked about the car situation. Right. We've already talked about the social media thing. And I don't want to talk much about that because most of our listeners have heard this before, right? Mm-hmm. But the biggest 
financial mistakes that people make are typically tied to this type of comparison. My parents have this type of home. I'm going to go buy that type of home. Mm. My parents went on this type of vacation. I'm going to go on this vacation. Yeah. That's really, really bad because your parents have been working in career for 20, 30, 40 years before you. Right. They've been working for a long time to earn that home or to earn that vacation. Yeah. If your parents have been making wise decisions with their finances over the years, they are on the uh, the receiving end of the time value of money that we've heard about. Correct. Where, you know, the longer you invest and the longer you build your income, mm-hmm. the more you're worth. Well, they're on the the mm-hmm. the time time has gone by for them. Yes. Time hasn't gone by for you and me yet. Yes, you know. Yes, and then the other thing is, and, and, and it kind of plays into the car situation, as you said, like. Well, these people here dropping their daughter off are around the same age as me. Why is their stuff nicer than mine? Um, Well, first off, the car that they drive doesn't necessarily equate to the balance that's in their investment account, right? True. Their car that they drive doesn't impact their their net worth. Um, and, And that's something wise for us to understand. But even comparing yourself to somebody who's the same age as you, they don't have the same career as you. Right. Another unfortunate truth about our world is the income we make is dependent upon the career choices and choices leading up to our career that we've made. Daniel, yeah. you've made different choices than somebody else who had that car, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's not a healthy c- comparison. Right. So what type of comparison do we need to do? What type of comparison helps us build wealth? Compare against where you were. Mm. Compare against the goals to where you're going. Compare against uh, financial industry guidelines. Those are the types of comparisons we need to be doing a lot more often. And you almost did it in your introduction. Yeah. What did you say about the car that you have? I've been moving up in cars. Yes. You know? And you said it in jest. But dang it, those types of comparisons we need to do way more often. Right. We need to do way more often. We need to look back in the mirror and say, my financial situation was this, and now it is this. Mm-hmm. I've grown to this point. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I've grown to this point. What were the things that I did that helped me grow? Let's repeat those moving forward. Yeah. I didn't grow to this point. It's gone down. What things did I do that helped that made it go down? Let's avoid those moving forward. Right. That's the type of comparison that we need to do and we don't. Our society does not look in the mirror, look back to where we were and see where we're at right now enough. Too often we use our comparison uh, calories, if you will, <laughs> to compare incorrectly against the vacation somebody our age is going on or, or the vacation our parents are going on, or the house they have. And then we just say, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. If they had it, I should do it. And then it's a really bad financial decision. Yeah. Then we spend money we don't have or right. spend money that belongs somewhere else. Right. Right. To try to achieve those comparisons. Right. Yeah. And, and where we really need to compare is what is my the, that car payment or that car purchase price compared to my annual salary? Mm. What is that car payment or that car purchase price compared to the amount of money I'm able to put in an investment account each month? Yeah. What what that's how you need to compare. 
We have to look and compare against ourselves, compare against industry guideline standards for, for maybe some of those percentages and things like that. Yeah. So that's the type of comparison that I want to re- reveal in the second half of this episode so that people can use the, the comparison calories properly. Why am I saying that? I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, they can use it to build wealth because, man, it, if you compare properly, it can help a lot. Yeah. You're saying not all comparison is created equally. Yes. The word comparison needs to become a loaded term in our brain where it means multiple things, mm-hmm. right? So that we, we need to broaden our, our understanding of the word comparison. Yes. And, and I think comparison is, is like a lot of things we talk about. It's amoral. Yes. It's not wrong to compare. No. But you can compare wrong. <laughs> Daniel, if it hasn't been for the amount of times I compare... Um, and have compared in the past, I would not have the wealth I have today. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it, it has been a huge part in in growing my wealth comparison. Yeah. I actually thought of one as you were explaining the different kinds of comparison. Um, my wife and I previously, the last several years, have owed quite a lot on our taxes uh, come tax time. And it's tax time right now. A lot of people are working on their taxes. And this past year, because we put out a video, uh, middle of last year, about correcting your tax withholding. Mm -hmm. And I learned there's a tool on the IRS website. I can put a link to this video in the description of the podcast. Yeah, that's a really great video. We adjusted our tax withholding, and now we're getting like a small refund. Perfect. Like 150 bucks maybe. Oh, you're doing it right. Which means we didn't give the government more money than we were supposed to. Yep. And we did not give them enough, and now we have to pay penalties and have this like huge bill. Yep. It's pretty much even. Yeah. And that's ideal. Yeah. And so I can look back at years past and say, doing doing my taxes wrong on my paychecks mm-hmm. has shot me in the foot. Mm-hmm. This year, it didn't. Yes. We made progress in the way we think about our money, the way we plan. And that's the kind of growth and comparison that I'm looking for. Yes. And that's the type of uh, comparison that can lead to a really fun celebration that can help you to continue to take the right steps financially in the future. It can be harder to save more money, especially when inflation means you're spending more money on just living expenses. So if you know you need to save more for retirement, here's an idea. Save more tomorrow. Now, this concept was widely researched, and it means that instead of cutting back expenses and trying to save more now, commit to saving more at a predetermined date in the future. The easiest way to do this is through a company's 401k. So here's an idea. Let's say you're saving 6% and you want to save 12% or 15%. Instead of cutting back on your expenses, sign up for an automatic increase every January 1st, increase it by one or two percentage points. I say the 401k's um, easiest way to do this because a lot of 401k's allow you to do this. Set it up automatically so you can commit today and then not have to worry about it. Before you know it, if you do this, you will get your savings up to that goal. So save more tomorrow. Okay, Grant. So we've talked about kind of the mindset shift that comparison isn't bad in and of itself. It can be very, very good. Right. We want to make sure we are comparing the right things Yep. to build wealth. Yes. So what's the first kind of area in my finances and in my life that I should consider this comparison shift? Yeah, we talked a little bit about it, but the first thing is compare where you're at to where you've been. Mm. 
And again, that has to do with looking in the mirror and evaluating what have I done right that has helped get this financial situation to where it is right now. Mm-hmm. And and let's make sure we repeat that. Yeah. What have I had done wrong that's hurt me and prevented maybe something that I wanted in my financial situation? And let's let's not repeat that. And any time there's any growth whatsoever, when you're comparing where you're at to where you've been, use that comparison, use that growth discovery when you do compare as a way to celebrate because celebration mm-hmm. is such a big deal when you're trying to build wealth, when you're trying to accomplish goals, when you're trying to grow and progress. If you don't celebrate, if you don't look back at where you're at and, and, and where you are, you're going to start comparing in an unhealthy way. Yeah. You're going to lose steam as you're working hard to to build wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't celebrate, you're going to forget the mission and the purpose and the reason behind what you're doing and why you're doing it. So that Compa- does happen. I've experienced that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. So so compare where you're at to where you've been. And anytime there's any kind of growth, celebrate. Yes. Com- compare where you're at to where you've been and, and repeat the right things. Compare where you're at to where you've been. Don't repeat the bad things. But the biggest reason why you should compare where you're at to where you've been, because you need to celebrate. Right. You need to celebrate those wins. It's an important uh, instigator toward gratitude, right? Absolutely. That's a, a really clunky phrase, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking for something catchy. I just couldn't come up with it. But we want to we want to incite gratitude within ourselves mm-hmm. and, and recognize we've made some good choices mm-hmm. and also recognize I've made some bad choices and look, I'm I'm still here. Like I, I recovered. I've I've survived these bad choices too. And yes. so now I can make changes. And and I can do that live now. Um I had a job several years ago before this job uh, where they paid me a lot more, but I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like the job. It was it was eating my soul, and mm-hmm. I didn't care about the work I was doing at all. So I made a change in my life to have a job that is fulfilling, and it's on mission, and it's uh, it helps me grow in my skills. And while the income was less, everything else is better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me, that was a good choice, and I can see that comparison that, look, I was willing to make sacrifices in one area to f- have more fulfilling uh, experiences in the rest of my life. That's something I want to celebrate. Absolutely. And I can also see how we've adapted as a family, how we handle our finances. Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't really feel like the income has changed. Yeah. Because we we have changed. And so I can see that. I can look back and recognize, look how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sit here and, and find things to be stressed about, sure, but that's not going to help me. What will help is recognizing the choices we've made that are good, recognizing the growth. Mm-hmm. And more than recognizing, but celebrating it. Because yeah. when you do that celebration, it absolutely relieves stress. Yeah. It absolutely relieves anxiety. And it gives you energy and effort to continue in the right direction, which is the next part of comparing that you have to do correctly. Right. Compare where you're at to where you want to go. Compare where you're at to where you want to go. Now, this can look practically like two different things. One simple one is a budget, right? Mm-hmm. If if uh, you know that you need to stay underspending in a particular way on a monthly basis, you need to compare where you're at with with what you're spending to where you need to go on that budget. And Mm -hmm. and if you do a great job, again, celebrate. Uh, Too often people don't compare. They just kind of spend and do it without really thinking. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is no plan to where they want to go. Yeah. So we're comparing like, I have this much to spend on on my expenses in mm-hmm. the, the food category mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and my how goals. much did I spend? Yes, exactly. That's, those are the two things you're comparing. Yep. I, and you do that because you're, you have 
the whole purpose for a budget is to help to get you somewhere better right. financially for the future. Right. Uh, but but also it's like okay, my financial goals um, for the long term require me to save X amount of dollars each month. You know, to to help meet this investment or retirement or this large purchase of a car or vacation. Mm-hmm. So so compare how much you are saving to how much you need to be saving on your plan. Um, and I guess plan is the right word to say. Um, doesn't matter if it's a budget or if it's a savings goal for the future. Compare where you're at to your plan for yeah. the future. And and are you doing what your your plan is outlined to do? Right. I think it was our, in our last podcast we talked about briefly the difference between what we plan and what reality is. Yeah. And it's important to compare those two things is what yes. you're saying. Yes. What's my plan and what's actually happening? Yep. How how close are these things to each mm-hmm. other and mm-hmm. how can I get what's actually happening to be closer to the plan? Right. And one of the big reasons why it's important to make those comparisons or this type of healthy comparison is it allows you to make adjustments quicker mm. and allows you to make the right adjustments. Too often, we're just kind of drifting around making adjustment because it feels right. Mm-hmm. Or I think this is I what I should do. I know something needs to change. Yeah. So I'll change something. Yeah. But if you are if you have a plan and you're comparing your actions to, to how that, that plan is put together or the details of that plan, it's a lot easier to, to make the right adjustments. And the cool thing about that is those adjustments, when done as part of the plan because of the comparison, will create confidence. Mm. Confidence is important as you're trying to, to meet a financial goal. We talked about celebration in the previous comparison, but this one can produce confidence and that confidence can, can boost you and help you get to where you want to go quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'd be willing to make more sacrifices if I can see how that sacrifice directly leads to uh, more congruence between reality and my plan. Yes. We know we need to compare where we've been to where we are and we need to compare where we are to where we want to be. But how do I even know how to set these goals up? How yes. do I even know how much I should be saving? Yes. What's this third category of comparison that's that's going to build wealth? The third category of comparison is compare against industry guidelines. Mm. Now, I need to focus on the word guideline because <laughs> right. too often, I mean, this was the number one thing that would happen to me um, when I would teach Financial Peace University. Yeah. The number one question I would get, hey, Grant, how much of my income should I be spending on groceries? <laughs> that was that was it. What I'm like, what do you, well, it depends on your, no, no, I don't, d- t- tell me the dollar amount, Grant. How much is too much? No, no, no. Grant, tell me the percentage of my income. How how much, people want to know yeah. what that dollar amount is and what that percentage is of how much they should be spending on groceries or not because they believe that's somehow like the key to unlock, you know, financial right. prosperity. Um, so again, I want to focus on the word guideline. Right. Because everybody's income everybody's spending, everybody's family situation is so different that what you spend on gas per week versus what your neighbor spends on gas <laughs> per week is going to be different, right? Yeah. Uh, what one family spends on groceries per month versus another family is going to be different and that's okay, right? Yeah. So don't take any of these things as rules, but Take them as as guidelines, as guidelines. Yeah, and I think the reason people want these rules is because it's a lot easier to compare if I know the black and white rule book of what's supposed to happen. And if, if someone else creates that, then I don't have to be responsible for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I'm happy to give a guideline if people just use it and, and to allow them to be guided. Right. As a guideline should. 
don't use it as a as a rule uh, to rule over you or all of your actions. Right. Because if you're unwilling to innovate based on your personal situation, you're going to limit the wealth that you can grow. It's poor stewardship. It is. It to, is. To just look for that rule that someone else gave you and yes. follow it to a T rather yes. than to analyze your, your situation. Yeah. And adjust to the guidelines yes. to fit that situation. So here are two guidelines that I think are super important, um, particularly to building wealth. The number one uh, expense that most people have is their rent or their mortgage, right? Yeah. And the industry mortgage guidelines will allow us sometimes to help people get a loan anywhere from 45, sometimes up to 55% of their monthly income. So what that means wow. is, yeah, if their monthly, I'm just going to use even numbers because it's easy. Yeah. If their monthly income was $100, 45% of that would mean $45 is what they would allow to approve a loan mm-hmm. for the mortgage payment. Well, a good guideline to keep for your mortgage or your rent payment is to try to be under 32, 33% of your income. And I'm, I'm, now I'm tempted to ask take home pay or gross income. <laughs> and I'm about to answer that right now. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Because it's too hard to say take home because everybody's tax situation is a little bit different, mm-hmm. um, which then allows for some of the nuance that I talked about. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the I would say the, the gross pay. Now, if I'm honest with you, a, a, a lot of this can be adjusted easily by answering this question. How much money... Do you have in your savings account and does it make you feel comfortable? Hmm. If you don't have very much there and you want to add to it to add some more comfort, because mm-hmm. only you know what that amount is that's going to add that comfort. It's not three months. Yeah. It's not one month. Yeah. For some it's people. It's different for everybody. It is different for everybody. Then you should probably try to keep your mortgage or housing payment at or below 20% of your gross income. Right? Yeah. Uh now, if you're the type of person who, no, I actually have a ton of reserves, I feel very comfortable with it, and I'm still able to save even when my housing payment's high because my other expenses are so much lower. Mm. Like, here's an example. Um, my wife and I, we don't drink. Uh, so as a result, when we go out to eat, our bill is a lot lower <laughs> than, than what others c- could be. Yeah. But we love appetizers. So we can spend money on appetizers like crazy, right? We can try all the things, right? Yeah. And our bill is, is is similar. So that's kind of what I'm saying. You can if you can have a higher mortgage payment, be above that 32, 33%, be into the 45 or 55% range if you, if you know, don't drink. Yeah, if, you don't drink, <laughs> if you don't do the other things. There are some people right. who just don't like to travel. They don't go on vacations. They like this their homebodies. They like sure. to you know, they they already have some of their savings goals met. They're already So as long as you're able to um have a level of comfort with your savings, that's what helps you determine if you should go up or down from that standard guideline of like 32, 33% of, of your income. Yeah. Another one that that's important to think through to compare against an industry guideline is a percentage of how much of your income should go into savings, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So as a whole, I would say 10% of your income should go into to savings. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really great goal, a really great guideline to, to follow. And if you do that, you'll be fine. But then again, let's go back to, well, how do I know to go up or down from there? Mm-hmm. 
if you need to accelerate your savings or retirement goals, you're going to have to increase that, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to go from 10 to 20 or 30%. Um, if you are in a situation where a lot of your goals are being funded well, then then you could probably be fine sticking around the 10%. If you're in a situation where you're just having a hard time making other expenses, well, that means you're probably going to have to come down from the 10% just out of sheer survival, mm-hmm. right? Um, so those are, again, guidelines, but th- ways to think through how to adjust industry guidelines. And it has everything to do with comfort level of savings. Yeah. And I'd like to point out in this specific category, savings, um, because I I have done this myself, I forget how many different places I'm saving a lot. Because um, I have a 401k, my wife has a 401k, she has an IRA, uh, and we have a health savings account, and then we have a regular savings account and a non-qualified investment account. So it's a lot of different areas to save. Absolutely. And it's good. But I have before gotten hung up on the on how much was going into our regular cash savings account. Because mm. it was like, oh, it's not, it's not enough. We need to cut in all these areas. But I forgot that... I'm automatically saving in these other categories uh-huh. out of my paycheck directly. There you go. So I just want to remind our listeners, like, don't beat yourself up if not a ton of money is going into your cash savings one month, because if you have all these other things set up automatically, just don't forget. Yeah. You, you might be doing better than you think. You just shared an example of an awesome com- way to compare. Like, that. that's a type of comparison people need to do more often. That was perfect. That was yeah. amazing. Uh, and, you know, we, we have an amazing team of people who – our financial advisors, investment advisors. Jake is one of them. He's been on the podcast many times before, and he leads our blog. And he uh, has written uh, blogs about maybe where your finances should be at in, the, in your 20s or in your mm-hmm. 30s or in your 40s. And a new blog is being written. This is like a sneak peek, right? People. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, subscribe to our blog, stewardship.pro forward slash blog. And you could subscribe to the blog and get the blog emailed to you every week when it comes out. But next week blog, next week's blog is what's the title of it daniel what's it gonna be called um i think we're still workshopping the title to be catchy but uh, something like benchmarking savings right age yes how much should you save based on how old you are right so so now you can take this idea of when it's good to compare and how to compare to, to build wealth properly and look at some of the guidelines based on age Uh, by looking at this blog that's been written by a financial professional who helps people build wealth for a living, right? Um, So be sure to check out that blog. Subscribe to the blog. Uh, Believe it or not, Daniel, of all of the the content that we produce, whether that's this podcast or videos, it's the blog that has the most consistent viewership or readership, is it called? Yeah, readership. Yep, Uh, compared to everything else. Uh, So if you're not already subscribed to the blog, you probably should be because – it's one of the favorite pieces of content that we, we produce, at least based on customer feedback and uh, how many people are checking it out. It's basically just a free like finance degree. <laughs> it really is. Dude, we have hundreds of blogs on there at this point. It feels Is it hundreds? I think it's definitely over 100. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's some really, really good information. And again, it's good to compare. It's good to compare to Build Wealth. And yes, compare where you're at to where you've been. Compare where you're at to your plan and where you're going. And then also compare what you're doing against guidelines. And next week's blog is going to help with comparing where you're at to, to those guidelines. So if you want to learn more about all of that, there will be links in the description to the blog. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw that tax video in there in case you aren't really sure what to expect with your taxes this year. Maybe you can change that for next year. Our hope with this episode is not to have you comparing... <laughs> 
in unhealthy ways, but rather to, to recognize the value in comparing the right things and how much that can help you build confidence, uh, help you give you chances to celebrate and really set you up to build wealth. Yeah, there is a overwhelming theme in our society that comparison is evil. It is not. Comparison is good when done properly. <laughs>